you are listening to Women Emerging Fearlessly. Did you know that four out of five women struggle with confidence and knowing who they are? This show is dedicated to helping women lead their lives with fearless confidence and to know how amazing they truly are. In this show, you will hear from women who are emerging fearlessly, who have overcome many obstacles to pursue their dreams and passions, and they will inspire you and encourage you to stand up, step out, and speak up. Be your authentic self and bring your true gifts to the world. My name is Janelle Anderson, and I am your host. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a great review and subscribe and share it with your friends. Enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Women Emerging Fearlessly. This is your host, Janelle Anderson, and I am the CEO and founder of Emerging Life Coaching and super excited to be here with you today with another episode of Women Emerging Fearlessly. And I have with me a guest, and her name is Kristen Walker. And Kristen and I have actually been friends and she's been in some of my programs and has uh, been in my world now for a few years and we've really gotten to know each other and she's just amazing the passion she has and the things that she's doing in the world so I'm very excited to be introducing you to Kristen today she is a national board certified early childhood specialist committed to being a part of the improvement in her community And as a member of the National Association for Family and Community Education, she has volunteered countless hours in serving the needs of local children and families. Her research about the brain has driven her to reach out to families, helping them traverse the terrain of teenagehood (laughs) triumphantly. And she's the author of a new book just coming out called Living Life Awake. And it's going to be released this summer. So I'm really excited to have you here on the show today, Kristen. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. This is this is an amazing experience when I consider the state that I was in when I first met you. Yes, you have come a long, long ways. And we'll be sharing some of the things you have overcome to emerge fearlessly. Because I know a lot of what you've battled through. And it's, uh, it's so cool to see you here looking so healthy and uh, shining. You know, the, those of you that are just, just listening, this video will be available at some point, but she is just glowing with uh, just a vitality. I mean, compared to where she was even a year ago. So we'll share a little bit about that. But first, let's talk about your book. Why did you write Living Life Awake? Tell us a little bit about the book. Well, I have to take you back with me in a car ride. I'm driving home from work and I see this billboard that has some young adults that could almost pass for teenagers and they're engaged in the social activity of advertising an alcoholic beverage. And it just went through me. Well, I had tweens at the time and I knew based on my background as a teacher and the research in the brain, I knew how impressionable and vulnerable they were to this advertising. And I began to think of all of the things 
that could influence them. And I thought I have to do something. So I took my mom heart and uh, my training and research in the brain. I put it together and I gave birth to this book, Living Life Awake. Use the knowledge of your brain to create a mind prepared for your future. Wow. Wow. That is so super powerful. And as a teacher myself, you know, I have 20 plus years. My first career was teaching. I taught elementary and middle school. So, you know, the tweens, and I agree with you, they're so impressionable. And in our world right now, you can see the effect that media is having on them and on as they develop and they develop their opinions and their values and who they are, you know, and uh, it's so important to teach them how to be in control of that themselves and be aware. Uh, so I love this uh, idea and this uh, book that you've created for teenagers so that they can understand what's going on and not be swayed. They can stand in their own, you know, power really. And at a young age, I, I know my young my younghood, <laughs> my late teens, early 20s were very much uh, influenced by other people. And it really did have an effect on most of my adult life until I was able to deal with it. But it, to be able to help young people be in control of their destiny, basically, and to understand that that's really needed. It's very much needed. So. Congratulations right. on that. Okay. Yeah, and, and right, being in control and being able to release yourself from all the negativity because mm -hmm. there is a lot of that. And to be able to understand how your mind works, you can actually help alleviate a lot of that. And a lot of what I... I had learned I had applied for myself that one of the, that's one of the things that attracted me to your platform your program was I knew I needed to feed myself positive things in the condition that I was in and I was attracted to what you had and awesome what a wonderful journey it has been Yes, yes. And I'm so glad that you've been in my world all this time. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about how your book helps teenagers and it also helps parents. So let's dive a little bit into, you know, what that book is doing, will be doing to help parents and teenagers. Yeah, I start out with just first sharing how the brain works, just basically it's not all of the latest research, but it is just the basic facts that we know of how we learn. And I get, in the book, I explain that you don't have to know all this stuff, but you have to understand that everything that I share is just concrete and biological. And so I help them recreate, make a paper brain, if you will, help them reflect on what it is they want and who, who they are and the skills that they have and what they want to develop and, and put that all in writing 
and be able to constantly focus on that because what the brain is exposed to, it, it is drawn to and feels that it is good. And so the more that you're focusing on that, the more that you can become the true you. And then as we become that, there's there's difficulty as well. So I have in the uh, second part of the book is called the immune system for the soul. And it helps you, as you said, traverse through the the tyranny of teenagehood, <laughs> right? And and for all of us, it helps us protect our soul because in uh, today's age, we have, there's so many germs around. We're concerned about COVID. Right. We've had germs around us all the time, but our physical biological immune system has a, a pattern to help us even prevent us from having germs that we come in contact with. We don't even realize it. And so I thought, what if we created immune system for our soul that we can have stuff going around us that is not good and yet doesn't affect us internally. And so that's the second half. The first half says, let's look at who you are. Let's look at what you want. Let's make sure you get there. And if you get off track, let me show you how you can get on track. In the meantime, while you're going through this difficult life, this is how you can um, view life in a way that it won't hurt you so much emotionally. That's beautiful because you cannot control what's happening out there. You can only control how you're perceiving it and how you relate to it and how you react to it. And that really empowers people. You know, that's the power of being, you know, behind the steering wheel of your own life. Like these things are going to come at you. Life is going to be a challenge many times, but to be able to stand firm in that place, like, okay, I know how to respond to that. I know how I want to, you know, react to that. It, that's huge. That just sets those teenagers like way ahead, <laughs> you know? It does. And, and you mentioned that, you know, parents can benefit from it as well. Well, not only, I mean, I have benefited from this as an adult. This did not first come uh, in my teenage years. I applied all of this as an adult and what it did to help me as my my children grew is I was able to understand them better and it just it is so it's so helpful now it just last night I I am going to school still I think I've been a full-time student all my life <laughs> working on my master's I'm almost finished and I had completed assignment. I put my heart and soul in. I partially misunderstood this, the assignment, and, and I got feedback from the, the mm. professor, and I had to change a lot of things. And that was <laughs> that was disheartening. That was disheartening. Sure. Uh, and that's not the first time that it that it is done and that it has happened. But I had to realize I, you know. I'm I'm not a perfect being and and it is okay to learn. If I had taken the attitude of 
gosh, I've spent so much time on this. I'm such an you know idiot, idiot <laughs> for not understanding it or whatever, and and you know, right? Uh, bash myself for that, or just pity myself for it. Um, I I wouldn't have been able just to just focus in on just improving it and, and moving on. And honestly, things do happen. And it, I I love how in your program, uh, one of the things we talked about is is that it's natural to feel these way this way, and it's just that we don't want to stay in that place forever. Right. It, things do happen, and it does hurt our feelings or uh, frustrated or. or cause feelings of anger and and those all have signals for us that something's not right and to move us to action but it's okay to feel that way it's you know we don't have to be this is not about let's just have a positive attitude and put a smile on our face that's not (laughs) what this is about at all no not at all and understanding your emotions is huge you know, understanding that they are not something good or bad. I think often we feel bad for feeling a certain feeling and then we beat ourselves up because we shouldn't be feeling sad or angry or frustrated right now. And um, you're just feeling an emotion. It's just a part of who we are and our emotions do show us things that are happening. They're things that we can learn from, you know, we can get information you know, why am I feeling this way? What's causing this? And I like how you talked about, you know, you got that feedback on that assignment, right? And you had an emotional reaction to it initially, which is totally normal. It's totally normal to feel that way when some, you've worked on something really hard and then you realize, oh, I misunderstood. And, you know, you could go down that road of feeling like a failure and a loser and beat yourself up. And maybe you do initially, but then you stopped it's a wait a minute. What can I learn from this? How can I use this information and, you know, improve myself and grow from it? And that's really all that our emotions help us do is to see, you know, what's happening right now. I'm reacting to something. You create your own emotions. And so that means that if you can, if you create them initially, then you can change them if you want to. But that's, you know, emotional intelligence is a huge area that, um, you know, now is really big and they use that a lot in corporations and other places. And maybe they're using it in schools more. I hope so. Because if we don't understand our emotions, we can just let them carry us away, right? We can be overwhelmed by them and then just get caught up in the reaction instead of taking the information in, looking at it, understanding it, and then choosing how do you want to show up here? How do you want to feel? Right. And and our body, and our body does that. And actually, one of the with the condition that I had, I um for your listeners, when Janelle talks about how I was three years ago, I had fallen and it had created in my body some damage that I didn't fully understand and I thought it would go away and I hated to when I first fell well about three weeks three days later three or four days later uh, my body was in pain and uh to be touched it was it was um 
it was really hard. And I just ignored it. I thought, well, I'll get better. It'll go away. And, and so I went on and, but my health began to deteriorate and I, I got weaker and weaker to the point and to put a long story short to the point where I was incapable of taking care of myself and I could tell the muscles were um, contracting and strangling me around my lungs and we later found out here just within the last month that what happened was whenever I fell on my my foot in my hand it triggered my nerves to be overreacted to over hyperactive to touch central sensitivity and so it would it, kind of like if you were to touch something hot and it pull your your muscles back my muscles were constantly resisting touch and i had ignored in the beginning that I that something was not right. I continued to do it. I didn't listen to those signals and I deteriorate deteriorated. And so the same thing with our emotions. Our emotions are a, a response to what's in our brain and mind that says something's not right. And we can look to say, am I perceiving something's not right or is something really not right? Exactly. And of course it can be good emotion. Well, I don't want mm-hmm. to put a label on emotions, but emotions <laughs> that are uplifting and telling yes. us that everything's great, you know? Yes. So yeah, no, that's a really good point to tie the emotion to Am I perceiving it is this way or is it really this way? And to be able to step back and look at what's happening and read, kind of read your emotions and read the situation and then look at other perspectives. What's another way to look at this? Those are all really great techniques to help you stay out of that, what I call that uh, whirlwind of reaction, you know, mm-hmm. where you're just emoting and you're just reacting and your mind is offline. <laughs> you're not thinking. Yeah, yeah. I, this just has saved me so much in, in, as a, a parent and as a wife because there are some things that I would do that my husband might understand, not understand, but there have been things that my husband has done that it's causes like a negative thing because I have perceived it wrong and I'll step back and then I'll realize the motivation or the the whole story. And had I immediately responded, it would have been a sad situation that we'd have to deal with, but it was never an issue because I was able to go, now, wait a second. This is, this is my brain is perceiving it this way, but what's going on in his world. Exactly. And so that helps relationships so much, right? It really helps us to communicate better and to be open to seeing things from another point of view. So talk a little bit, tell us about parents. Uh, this book is not just for teenagers, right? Parents can use it and it can help them with their relationships with their children and spouses, obviously. So how can this book help parents? Yeah, the book is written with the intent to 
to talk to the teenage world. And I will definitely have to improve upon it to really to reach their heart. So a parent or adult can read it, understanding how to apply it for for themselves. For example, just any goals that we have adults, we can apply because it's it's all about finding out what you want and sticking to it. And that's another reason why the, the book was able to come to fruition, because I've been working on this and my kids were tweens and now they are married in their 20s. Wow. And I have used this information with my family and in the community. But as far as as the book itself printed, you know, 20 plus years. So I found this is a huge thing. We've just been talking about our emotions and how they're a signal. Well, you know what? Once they send the signal and say to you, hey, this is a good idea, they go off, they, 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 they fade away. Right. And so we can be really excited about a goal. And it's like, you know, what, wait, wait a second here. I, I, I don't, <laughs> I'm not feeling it anymore. Right. right. That's so <laughs> and it, so once we have that feeling of, and we know this is what we want, we have to understand that that, that, that excitement is not going to last forever. We have to constantly like work on that and create moments where it's like, oh yeah, this is working. Oh yeah, this, th this is really what I want to do. Uh, and same in, in relationships. I realized after I studied all of this and put it all together, one of the difficult things in relationships is because you do have that feeling at the beginning, this is, this is good. And it brings you together. But then it, the, the emotion has done its job. And we go like, well, I really, I, I, just, I loved you, right? 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 And we have to remember that once, once an emotion has told us something's good, then it's up to us then to act upon that. And then we can still do, I still do things with my husband that I still enjoy being with him, but I have, I have chosen that. And we, we renew those, that feelings, but that's whenever we get together. And then we also have these expectations, right? And so when those are met, and and we have emotions that say, well, this is not right. So here you have in relationships, the feeling that this is great is fading away. And you're coming in contact with conflicting expectations. So you have an introduction of negative feelings. It, it can make for rough relationships, but when you understand what's going on, it it's just so much better. I um, it has been such a blessing in 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 our relationship. I, I just I cannot say enough of of how understanding how 
I have been created has, has helped me immensely. And that's where it could help parents because then it can help you in your relationship. Whenever you see your child doing something, you can understand why they may really like something and then and not follow through with it and then help them work through that. Yeah, that's true. It's understanding the the value of choice, you know, the power of choice, because we aren't always going to feel excitement all the time. I mean, our emotions aren't meant to like, if we stayed in that state all the time, we wear ourselves out, <laughs> but, but really to understand not to be led by your emotions, but to read them and get information from them. And what are they telling us? And then to know that underneath that really is is the choice that you make to stay committed, to stay committed to your goals, to stay committed to your relationship and to stay the course. You know, I know as an entrepreneur, I have to do that all the time because I'm not always super excited, but there's a deep underlying passion that I call, it's like a river underneath, you know, it's like this constant passion to do what I'm doing, but the excitement is not always there. Sometimes there's frustration. Sometimes there's fear. Sometimes there's anxiety that shows up, but I can stop and say, okay, where's that coming from? Why is that happening right now? What am I thinking? And then I come back into that. Why am I doing this? That deeper commitment of I'm doing this for a reason. I'm doing this because I'm called to do it. So you can use that same thing in your relationships, especially parents and teenagers I know I have one daughter and uh, I taught school. So I, I grew up in a big family, been around a lot of teenagers in my life. My husband and I used to run a teen center called Straight Street. And we did that for years when we were first married. And so we were around teenagers all the time. And of course, you know, we all know their hormones are raging and they're, <laughs> they're still developing and uh, emotions can be Hi, I remember being so amazed when we were running that teen center about these girls that would be so in love and so crazy about a boy and going through all this emotional drama around this relationship. And then two weeks later, you'd see them and they they're totally forgotten about it. And now they're moved on to something else. And I'm thinking, yeah, but two weeks ago, you caused all this drama and we had to talk you down and we had to work through it with you. And now you're on to something else. And that's just the way it is. You know, these emotions are, are raging. And so to help teenagers and help parents to help their teenagers to understand all of that and not make decisions based on, you know, the emotion, but to go deeper and to um, understand what's really important and what's really happening and what it is they really want out of life and who they really are. I mean, that's just extremely powerful. It helps, I'm sure, these young people to not make decisions based on these raging emotions. You know, how many people get married when they shouldn't to the wrong person uh, because of the, you know, raging emotions and then later realize, oh, whoops. <laughs> or, yeah, or, or, I mean, even getting married and it being a good thing. And naturally, as I was explaining, you know, the, the feelings fade. And that's exactly. not because it wasn't good. It just, yeah. that's, that is just the way it works. Yeah, that's the other side is like marriage is a commitment and a choice every single day to stay married. And in our world with the divorce rate so high, it's, 
probably an indication of people making decisions based on emotions instead of that deeper commitment, right? And my parents were married for 62 years and, you know, there wasn't always roses and unicorns and happy, you know, they were, they went through some real struggles and they just chose to stay together and chose to continue to love each other. And that's really what love is. Love is not so much an emotion as it is a choice. And it's a, you know, it's a person. I mean, God is love. And so we choose to, we choose to see that person for who they really are, not for the mistakes they're making because we all make them right. And we choose to stay committed to, you know, that promise that we made with each other. Right. And then as a result of that, there, there are, we create positive experiences and then you, exactly. and you do have those feelings that the, 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 we want the, the feelings that we wish we could have forever. Right. Now that's really, really a powerful point right there is that you can create your own emotions. You can create your experience. You can create your life by the choices that you're making. So just as an example, you know, let's say the relationship starts and you have this excitement and then it fades away. Well, then you make the choice to see the good in that person, not their faults, and to continue to love them, then that creates this other emotion, right? Of joy and satisfaction, fulfillment, appreciation. That's such a powerful point to make. Right. And then you're the the partner would respond accordingly. Exactly. And and perhaps do something that would naturally help you feel happy or in a teenage um, parent situation as we approach our children in in love firmness but love then they may respond then in a way that feels better to us right and it it it's not easy. I, I will say that even as I explained this to my children and they understood about emotions, my daughter would still, they, it's not like the emotions go away, but I know several times she'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, mom. Mm. You know, it, it, the, the outburst and the frustration from the rule or this is just this this is the way it is even if it's not an issue of a rule it's just like circumstances do not cater to what she's really wanting in the moment there could be frustration and outburst but then she'd be like oh you know wait a second i'm i'm sorry that that's not really what i want to be but again that's what they're experiencing. You you talked about it, the 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 drama. They are feeling these things and they are very real. And I will my sister once said something when she was a nanny with kids that were not behaving very well. This I am the adult. I am the adult in this. Both of us, right? She and the kids, me as a teacher and the kids, 
uh, are experiencing emotions, but I am the adult. And uh, so that's just a reminder of, yes, we all feel these emotions and, and we, we are the adult to kind of take back the reins and, and uh, interact uh, appropriately. And when you were describing your daughter doing what she did, that's an example of how you've, you taught her to have that moment of awareness, you know, and the title of your book, living life awake, being awake, mm -hmm. aware of what's happening. And she, that's such a huge skill that you taught her to enable her to step back. And I always talk about having like a gap. You start to have the reaction. You're aware you're aware of it because you've been working on creating awareness. So in that moment, you become aware of, oh, there's that reaction. Wait a minute. Let me step back a second and create a little bit of a gap so that my emotions can calm down and my brain can come back. And that's what you taught her to do. And how powerful is that? You know, I mean, how many people in the world just react and go crazy and stuff happens and it causes damage, really? So yeah. that's a huge skill to learn in life. And you don't have to be in your 40s, 50s, 60s before you learn it. And, and our emotions truly are real. And one other thing that has made me concerned is because our economy is so different from that it's been this way for a while. It's an economy based on want. Our economy, our being used to be based on what people needed for survival. We have most of what we need, if not everything. I mean, shelter, food, clothing. But now people are making money based on what you want. And so, wow. They have to tap into our emotions and they know how to do that. <laughs> so we have to be smart enough, it brain smart, get smartphones, smart <laughs> houses. We need smart brains that says, okay, wait a second. Uh, does this really match with what I really want? Right. It's, and it doesn't even have to be destructive physically for us in, in, or health. I'm just, there are a lot of opportunities out there and they know how to tap into what we want. And so it's important to be uh, aware of that. Yes. Excellent point. And so I think that what you are offering in this book um, is super powerful. I'm excited for you. When do you expect it to be released? In August. Oh, okay. That's the plan. August. Awesome. Very cool. So what can readers expect when they pick up your book? They can expect that it is just, it's based on facts. It's a lot of information without there's not a whole lot of stories in there i purposely wrote it this way and perhaps i'll find out from readers whether they like it or not it is just packed full of information to chew on awesome i like books that have a lot of meat to them 
and substance. So it sounds wonderful. I'm looking forward to it myself and reading it. Um, maybe when it comes out, we can have you come back on and talk about results that you're hearing back from people as they read it and things like that. So I know that you have a, a free little report called seven things your brain doesn't know, but should. And we are going to yeah. offer that to anyone that would like to grab it. The link for that will be in the show notes. So what is that um, all about? It explains in a nutshell, based on how the brain works, what your brain does not realize and how that can affect your behavior. For, we've talked about some today, and your brain doesn't know that emotions fade. It does, it just does, you don't think about that really. You know right. it, but your brain really doesn't know it. And so there are seven facts that your brain doesn't does does not realize that can then change your life once you do realize them awesome so that's what th that is yeah it's a little article okay it sounds really interesting and very helpful so listeners if that's something of interest to you make sure that you click on that link and grab that seven things your your brain doesn't know but should <laughs> i love the title so thank you so much for coming on today, Kristen, and sharing your story and your passion around, you know, helping teenagers and their parents to live life awake and to be more uh, in control of what's, what's happening and just to be, you know, masters of their own journey, basically. And uh, I think it's really important work that you're doing in the world. So thanks for coming on and sharing it with us today. Oh, Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for being a part of my journey, Janelle. Thank you so much for the things that, that I have learned that have helped that have helped me. Awesome. Well, yeah, before we go, share a little bit about, you know, because I have a course called Fearless Confidence Formula that you participated in. And it will, uh, when, by the time this podcast airs, it'll actually be running again. But it it is accessible to anybody at any time. And then I run it live three times a year. And you were in my second one when it was brand new. So tell us a little bit about what uh, you learned in that course that helped you as far as like being confident to speak up about your book and speak up about what you do. Thank you. Yes, we're always learning. And one of the beliefs that I had about what I knew and what I wanted, I, I felt was really just for me and my family. And I felt sheepish about sharing that. I did not feel comfortable owning it. And having been a part of your program, I was able to sort through those thoughts and be able to really articulate what it's all about and what it's for and to get to a point where I felt comfortable bringing it to the world. That's fantastic. And I know you and I worked a lot on that message 
of explaining what your book's about and telling the story behind it, which actually you said in your opening today. And that was a message we worked on in my in my program with you. And that's a part of this program is like, how do you articulate and put it into a 60 second message that you can just share quickly with people uh, when they ask you, you know, like, what do you do or what's your book about or whatever. And so it's one of those things that I know a lot of people struggle with putting it in, in a format that says a lot in a few words, but captures the attention of people. And also you feel confident sharing. And we came up with this great message. I love it every time I hear it. So congratulations. Yes. Yeah, that is a uh, that is a product of your program. Awesome. Well, you were a an inspiration to all of us in there and how you took that and ran with it and are now um, taking it out to the world. And I'm so excited to see what your book will do and your your passion for um, well, all your knowledge that comes from 20 years is just amazing. So uh, and and having it be focused on teenagers, which I think is super important. Um, we often see these types of things being um, offered to adults, but not a whole lot to teenagers. And so I think it's super important. If we still had our teen center, we would use your book <laughs> to help them, but we don't anymore. But anyway, thank you for doing what you're doing and showing up in the world the way that you are and just for being you. And thank you again and for coming. Can I, well, on. can I say one more thing? Oh, sure. <laughs> and, and then, um, you were asking about, you know, how it influenced or uh, um, how it helped me. And I just want to say to anybody out there that likes to shop a lot <laughs> and just likes new clothes, let me tell you, it it is it is like being dressed in the best wardrobe ever. I mean, we just we want to feel good in what we wear. And I that is one internal thing that really influenced me. The the external is the the book and the the articulation, something you can see. But inside, I just feel so much better. And wow, I, I just anyway, I came from a place where I felt fairly secure because I had been working on these things. But having gone through your program, it was just the final pieces of the wardrobe wow i just really I, it is totally worth it is it is it is one of the best things that i has i spent on myself wow well thank you for that and i'm so glad to hear that it makes me feel really good <laughs> because obviously that's why i'm doing this so yes yeah awesome all right. Well, thank you again for coming, Kristen. And thank you, ladies, for taking your time out of your day to listen to this episode. I hope that it was encouraging for you. And as always, until next time, be confident, be real, and be you. I hope you enjoyed that episode and got a lot out of it that will help you on your journey to becoming fearlessly confident. If you would like to know how to work with me to help you to become fearlessly confident, just email me, Janelle at EmergingLifeCoaching.com. You can also go to my website. There's lots of great resources on there, including a free mini course called Be Confident, Be Real, Be You. 
It's a three video course with downloadable action guides that will definitely help you to get on this journey to becoming fearlessly confident. My website is emerginglifecoaching.com. Thanks for listening. And until next time, be fearless, be confident, and be you.